Welcome to Fierce Fit Feminine and Other F-Words, a place where women come to learn how to improve their health, beauty, styling, body language, and communication. I'm Christine Brunelli, and I'm your host, and today we are talking about body language. Are you in a room with others right now? If so, take a look around. Pay attention. How are they seated? How are they standing? What are they doing with their arms? What about you? Are you slouched, laying down in a bed? Are you sitting up tall and erect? Maybe you're driving. If you're alone, it doesn't matter. But when you're with others, your body language speaks. And today we're going to talk about how you can use your body language to help build trust with others and how to interpret body language when you're with other people. Are you ready? Let's get started. My daughter is a professional equestrian, and sometimes at horse shows, she's a show jumper, sometimes the rider falls off the horse, and you get a loose horse running around the ring. Well, they enter that ring through a gate, and when the horse is running loose, the announcer will come on or someone will come on over an intercom and say, horse loose in the ring, you know, kind of a heads up so people know, but always what people do if there is no gate to enclose the ring so the horse can't get injured, they'll stand inside the gate almost like a starfish position. Someone will stand there with their legs wide and their arms wide overhead and it tells the horse, stop, you're not going here. Just body language. Horses can respond to your words, but they don't need to say anything. The person just stands there like a giant starfish, and that horse knows you don't go here. Body language. It reads the body language. It's amazing. We do the same thing. That body language to us would mean stop, right? It's fascinating to think about how much body language we interpret every day, and we don't even pay attention to it. Studies show that in communication, nonverbal expression has 60 Five to 93% more influence than actual text or words. Did you get that? Nonverbal expression has 65 to 93% more influence than actual text or words. That means how to say something is way more important than what you're going to say, how you say it. Up to 60% of communication is nonverbal. That's on the minimum, nonverbal. So what I want to do today is take you through different cues with do's and don'ts from the eyes all the way down to the ankles. And we're going to talk about them. And I don't want it to be overwhelming. I want it to be fun. So I'm going to start with the eyes. Now, I don't know where you are. And if you're with someone, it would be really fun to do this and listen to this episode with someone else or just study them afterward. Don't say anything. You don't want them to be self-conscious. You want them to be natural. But I want you to think about this for yourself as well and how you communicate. So let's think about the eyes. First of all, good body language communication, excellent nonverbal communication begins with eye contact and a smile, an authentic smile. I have said this so many times. I've even said it on previous episodes here. I've said it from the day my kids were old enough to understand. Look someone in the eye with a warm smile. It communicates kindness. It it helps build trust and opens up communication. You know the difference. And this is basics. We know that. But what else can we talk about when it comes to the eyes and mouth? I mean, if someone, if a woman is uh, flirty eyes and she's biting her lip, 
Well, that communicates something different when you're at Costco checkout than a warm smile with bubbly eyes, right? Bright eyes. It's different. So body language communicates without saying a word. Let's talk about the eyes. If you make good eye contact when you're speaking with someone, you are automatically registered as being more intelligent than if you don't make eye contact. Right there on the get-go. Now, first impressions, you have three seconds now to make a first impression, sometimes less. We make split decisions in less than one second on whether someone is successful or not based on how they dress. But if you want to take it a little further and talk about body language and eye contact, you might get about three seconds. And they size up whether you are higher intelligence or lower intelligence based on eye contact. So make sure you're looking at someone in the eye. Now you want to make sure that you're staying with them and their eyes as they're speaking with you at least 60% of the time. So that means you can look down, means you can look to the side, uh, your eyes might close, you might look up if you're communicating and speaking when you're in dialogue with them, your eyes might wander a little bit, but you're not wandering like to look on your phone, you're just not dead stare, right? If you have a long locked look, now that gets a little creepy. <laughs> so if you have a long eye contact with someone and you just beam at them the whole time, you're really digging what they're saying or you're a little creepy and you're going to creep them out and they're going to think, whoa, this person's creeping me out or they have a control problem. Because if you think about some scary movies, maybe you've seen, I'm thinking of Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> you know, where they look in the camera or wherever off to their person that they want to attack and they stare that long, hard glare. They don't lock, unlock eye contact. They focus like a laser beam. That's different. I'm talking about casual, good, happy eye contact, not that beam. <laughs> okay. So two different things you can do with your eyes, but definitely does not mean that the person is unintelligent if they're locking eye contact. It just has a, an intimidation factor. So you don't want it to go too long. Direct eye contact with someone implies that you are confident and interested. The opposite is the eye roll. And that means you're either disgusted or bored and or you just disagree or you're just over it and we see this a lot with teenagers right and they experiment and they're pushing their boundaries and I'll tell you I've seen people handle it really well in my beauty salon I saw some snarky younger teenagers eye roll to their mom when their mom would say, no, you're not doing goth makeup for the prom. <laughs> and I would see them, you know, roll their eyes and like, oh, mom, that kind of thing. And some of them handled it beautifully. And some moms ignored it. Some moms addressed it. And I really think it isn't something to be ignored because if we can teach children and teenagers when they're young, what a good eye contact looks like and good body language looks like, they're going to be more successful as adults. So a definite opposite to positive eye contact is the eye roll. Okay, so let's go on to the next one. Looking down, what do you think that implies when someone you're speaking and they look down? What does that say to you? It means they're either thinking, they're uninterested, they're insecure, or they're not confident. So you have to have context of the conversation. Whatever the conversation is, if you're the one speaking, if you're a lecturer or you're a boss running a meeting and they look down, they're either thinking or 
if I'm interviewing someone for a job and they look down for a long time on a question, that could be their insecurity. So you kind of have to read the situation. But your eyes, when they look down, I want you to think about when you do that. So all day after you're done listening to this episode, I want you to be thinking about your eye position. Okay, here's one. What about when people look to the right and left? Now, we hear a lot about interpretation of whether or not someone's being truthful. There is so much depth to that one topic. I'm not going to even scratch the surface here. You know, um, Bill Clinton, when the whole Monica Lewinsky scandal came up, they have played the clip of his news conference over and over and over again. You can do an online search and find it yourself. He, When he lied and said he did not have relations with that person, his eyes and his hands gestured, both of those gestures, told experts that it was a lie. They knew it was a lie before it was proven that it was a lie. So it definitely can give you clues, but I'm not going to go into that. I just want to share that when you look to the right, studies show that means it's activating your imagination and could imply a lie. It Don't take that for, you know, if your child looks to the right, don't think they're lying to you because it could just be their imagination. But looking to the right implies imagination is activated. Looking to the left is memory. So when you're trying to remember something, you look to the left. Okay, so those two things with your eyes, if you're reading body language... They're kind of fun to play with and it's fun to study, but really just eye contact, simple eye contact is what you need to begin to build trust. Okay, how about brows? I talked about eyes, but did you know eyebrows have a huge piece in nonverbal communication? It's amazing. There's a whole section of a study devoted, just multiple studies, just to eyebrows. Think about it. When someone sees you and they haven't seen you in a while and or when you see them, what is the expression on their face? Do their brows stay low or do they lift them really high? Do it right now. Like if you see somebody, hi, right? Your eyebrows go up. That's called flashing. When your eyebrows go up and down really quick, it's called flashing. That is a good sign. Flashing is a positive. Flashing makes people feel safe. It makes people feel seen. It makes people feel good. That's good. A furrow is the opposite, like when you scowl, right? But even monkeys and apes are shown to flash or raise those eyebrows to communicate. It's, it's, it's not even just human. So eyebrows, they have done studies where they removed eyebrows and people couldn't identify the expression or the emotion or the mood someone was communicating with their face. It's just amazing how important eyebrows are. Now, there is one culture, which it's interesting, body language is cultural. There are some things, and I'm going to get into that in a minute, minute, but Japanese don't flash or raise their eyebrows up and down. They, They find that to be inappropriate. So they keep a more even face in general. But We use our eyebrows here in the U.S. when we see someone, you know, we get excited, our eyebrows lift. Now, some people have the ability to raise one eyebrow. That's assuming you haven't had Botox, (laughs) but you can raise one eyebrow that's like, hmm, I hear what you're saying. I'm thinking about that, right? It communicates. You, You don't have to say a word. If someone raises one eyebrow at you, you know exactly what that means, don't you? 
It's so cool. I love this stuff. Okay, let's talk about body positioning no-nos. So if you're a boss, if you're a school teacher, if you are running a presentation or a meeting there are a, or a public speaker, there are a couple no-nos. One of them, don't cross your arms. Crossed arms say you're closed off, you're not interested, you don't trust, and you want nothing to do with it. You are crossing your body, you're giving a message. So if someone crosses their arms at you, you know, if you're freezing cold and you're outside crossing your arms, now we're tossing that out, you're cold. But this is in communication, nonverbal communication in context. You can translate, oh, that means that person's cold when you know it's cold outside. But if you're watching a speaker or you are a speaker and you cross your arms, that's a no-no. That is not going to get the response you want out of your listener. So that's one. Another one, if you are in front of a classroom, if you're in front of a stage speaking, if you're running a meeting, anything, if you take your, if you turn your body, even a half turn away where they see your back, that's a no-no. That is a body position that says, I'm not interested. I'm gone. Checked out. Bye. And this sounds like common sense, but sometimes people on, I have seen keynote speakers speaking where they walk back to the back of the stage. They turn their back on the audience. And to me, it's like nails on a chalkboard because I know they shouldn't be doing that. If they need something, they can walk to the side and zigzag back to the edge of the stage, like side to side as they're speaking. So that's the next thing. If you are someone that gives a presentation, don't stand in one place. It bores the heck out of your audience. They they check out. You want to see what body language looks like when they're bored and they are not paying attention? Stand in one place. Don't move your eyebrows. Don't use your arms for gestures, <laughs> right? Now, common sense. It sounds like common sense. When you're listening to this episode, you're probably going, well, duh, I know that. But when you're on stage, it's a whole other ballgame. Butterflies come into play. You're frozen. You want to remember what you're going to talk about. Am I going to miss a cue card? Can I read the teleprompter? Am I going to remember what was in my notes for this meeting? So practicing moving while you're speaking is great. Standing in one place, crossing your arms, not great. Turning your back, absolutely not. Okay, let's get to the hand gestures because this is really interesting. Everybody knows what thumbs up means, right? Thumbs up means good job. It's universal. Thumbs up. If you're a scuba diver and you're underwater, you give a thumbs up. It's good. I'm good, right? It's not, I need to go to the surface. I think that's pointing. Now, I might be wrong. I don't think so. Pretty sure thumbs up means I'm cool. Everything's good. Pointing, now you learned as a child not to point, probably. Pointing is an exhibition of authority or something negative. So I am not personally offended if I'm pointed at. I always thought that was interesting. Don't point. People don't like it. I I never felt like, why why are you pointing at me? I don't know. You're talking about something. (laughs) But pointing is a negative body language that you're communicating that you are arrogant, that you are overconfident, that you are negative and not to be trusted. That is why we don't point. Some people might not like being pointed at. That's what we tell children 
honestly, I think we don't know what to tell children. (laughs) We're not supposed to point at people. That's the bottom line. It's considered rude in the United States culture, at least. I don't know if that's true where you live. People listen to this podcast from all over the world. Send me an email and let me know if pointing is rude where you live and tell me what country you're in. I would love to hear about that. Okay, so that's pointing. How about wagging the finger back and forth? We already know what that means. No words, right? Let's say we're in a library and you're no, you know, we're being really quiet and kids are acting up. You can just take your pointer finger, your index finger, and wag it back and forth, and your kids know what that means. Nonverbal communication. It is key. Okay. How about the okay sign where you take your thumb and your index finger? And you put them together in a circle and the other fingers are up. So that means like, I'm okay. Okay. Or perfect. I think the emoji on our phones, that stands for perfect. Okay is more of a thumbs up. Perfect. That sign is okay in the United States. But do you know there are some cultures where that's a vulgarity? So why is it important to understand hand gestures? Well, Right now, we are on Zoom across the globe still. Even though we're going back to work, a lot of companies have chosen to remain online. Well, maybe you want to use nonverbal communication on screen. Maybe we should be more in tune to what our nonverbal communication is communicating, (laughs) whether you're a speaker on a stage or you're on a Zoom call. It's important to know what your nonverbal communication is saying just as much as it's important to understand what others are saying with theirs. Okay, another one that's kind of fun, the peace sign. You know, when we put up the peace sign with two fingers, it's the middle finger and the index finger, like the sign of peace dude or peace out, okay? That's nonverbal communication. We all kind of know what that means. Sometimes it can mean goodbye when, you know, you're waving, signing off or saying goodbye on a maybe an Instagram story or you just see somebody in a window and you give them the peace sign. In the United States, that's acceptable. In Australia, when you do the peace sign with the back of the hand facing out, that's a vulgar gesture. So kind of cool just to learn what these mean, just simple hand gestures. Now let's go into just the hands in general. If you stand while you're speaking and your hands are open with your palms open, that's good. If you speak with your hands and palms, hands facing down, palms down, not good. Hands open, openness, willingness to learn, inviting. Hands and palms turned down, not inviting, cautious, maybe not trustworthy. If you hide your thumb, that's considered not good body language. In fact, part of that is because if you hide your thumb, that means you can close your other fingers around it and make a fist. And if you think about it, When babies are screaming, oftentimes newborns, their little hands are in a fist. They're not wide open. It's clenched and closed. It's a negative body language. So you want your thumbs out. Fidgeting hands, not good. Fidgeting hands imply exactly what you think they do. It implies insecurity. It implies nervousness. It implies anxiety. If you are going to be speaking in front of a group, I know some people say, you know, wear a fidget ring or, you know, do something where you can fidget with your hands, but it's a distraction. People will notice. So if you're on camera and your hands are below the camera and they can't see, and you are just riddled with anxiety that you have to give this webinar or this class or this meeting, and you need something to fidget with, by all means, go for it. But I would challenge you 
to overcome that anxiety. Practice, figure out how you can overcome it. And really what happens is the more you do it, the more you practice it, the less anxious you'll be. But in the beginning, if you're standing where your hands are in plain sight, don't fidget. Don't let your hands get busy like that. People will notice. They notice when you pick your cuticles. People notice when you rub your fingers together. People notice when you fidget with anything. And they read that as anxiety, as you're uncomfortable, as you're nervous. All of that communicates. Okay, how about the handshake? Are we still doing that today? (laughs) I know we're doing like the elbow tap now, and I don't know if we're going to see the handshake come back to where it used to be, but there is something called the glove handshake, and you wouldn't want to do this type of body language with someone that you don't know. And the glove handshake is where you use two hands. So let's say you reach your right arm out. So where you are right now, wherever you are, put out your right hand as if you're going to shake hands with someone. Now take your left hand and grab the pretend forearm of the person that you are shaking hands with. That's called a gloved handshake. The higher up your left hand goes on their forearm, the more you are saying, I am interested in you. So if it's on a date, you can take that hand way up there if you like the person, okay? If you are at a job type thing, any type of corporate uh, meeting or anything like that, Don't do the glove handshake unless this is a person you know pretty well. You don't use two hands. For a handshake in general, it is hold for no more than four seconds. It's really quick if you're even doing it at all ever since the pandemic. Okay, finally, if you're speaking or you're standing somewhere, I know we always hear, and the dress has pockets. Don't put your hands in your pockets if you're speaking, if you're communicating. It implies that you're closed off, that you have something to hide, your your hands are close to your body, you're not open to listening to what that person has to say, and you have something you're hiding from them. I know it sounds nitpicky, but when people are watching and when you are watching others, you'd get the same read. So keep your hands out of your pockets in that cute dress. Okay, let's go to feet and legs. Finally, we're going to wrap it up. So finally, when we're sitting down, what do you think the best posture is for positive body language? You have any idea? It's so easy. Sitting tall and erect. That implies confidence. Actually sitting all the way back in the chair with your legs up on a desk is a power pose. I wouldn't suggest doing that with your boss in the room, okay? That's also a little arrogant. So you want to read the room of where you are and who you're with, but sitting straight in a chair with good posture is all you need. Now let's take that to the opposite. How about somebody that sits slouched? What does that imply? Laziness. You make a judgment. Lazy, sloppy, right? It's an immediate judgment. Someone that sits on the arm of a chair instead of sitting where the chair was built to have a seat. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. And this is almost on etiquette, but it is body language because people are watching. If you sit on the arm of a chair, you are showing disrespect to the person, whoever owns that chair or whoever is in charge of that room. Don't sit on the arm of a chair. You sit where you are supposed to sit in a chair and you sit nice and tall. You're smiling, you have good eye contact, but you're not staring them down with like focus like a laser beam. Okay, what about your legs? What do you do with them? Well, if you sit, let's say you're on a floor and you're crisscross applesauce, what's that mean? It means you're closed off and private. 
that that is what it means, but it also can mean you're doing yoga. So, you know, there's that. <laughs> but we're talking about this more in terms of reading body language and what does body language mean when we see it. So a crossed ankle is elegant and refined. Crossed ankles mean elegant and refined. Keep your knees together and cross your feet at the ankles. So if you're seated straight, tall and erect with your ankles crossed, that body language says, ooh, she's polished and she's got it going on. If you sit with the legs crossed, the traditional European way is what it's called. It is acceptable. It's definitely acceptable, but it is not as refined as ankles crossed. And I don't know if that is still there because in the royal family, that's how they sit. They don't usually cross at the knees. They cross at their ankles. I don't know if that's why it implies elegant, refined, polished, but that is proper etiquette. And finally, when you're seated with someone, if you're facing direct, that implies you're interested. But if your body is turned away at all, including your legs going in a direction opposite of the person that you're seated with, that is no bueno. That is saying, I don't like you. I don't want, I'm, I'm trying to get out of here. So if someone is with you on a date and their legs are facing away from you, that's your cue. They're not interested. So I want you to start using this body language and playing with it. So finally, here's the last one I want to cover. And this one's kind of funny, but it's nonverbal communication. The yawn. Oh my gosh, it's uncontrollable. What do you do? <laughs> so have you ever yawned and felt so terrible? Like someone was talking to you and you like that person, but you yawn and you feel like, I don't want you to think. Or, or do you do that? I don't want you to think you're boring me. I just got two hours of sleep last night because of whatever reason, the yawn is nonverbal communication. If you are speaking in a meeting, on a stage, teaching, any of that, you better not yawn. Like that's just a, the worst no-no. You may as well go and speak in your underwear, okay? No yawn, okay? But if you're in a casual conversation with someone and you just, you have that uncontrollable yawn, you're, you just apologize kindly. I'm so sorry. I didn't get a lot of sleep. This isn't about you. I just, I'm so sorry. People know. People are very respectful of that. And if they are not, that's on them, not you. So why is that important? Why is all of this important? Let's put it together. Our body language is communicating 63 to 95% of what we want to communicate to the world without us using words. Everything I just covered from eye contact all the way to the yawn and how you hold your body when you sit all gives a message. And if you're a woman in business or if you're a professional woman, your body language is speaking. And if you are going to be on any type of platform where you're going to be speaking, it matters that you know what hand gestures are okay and which ones aren't. If you're on a date, it matters. If you want this person to know you like them, don't turn your knees away and face a little bit on an angle. It's communicating that in some way they will instinctively know you're not interested. It is so important. The most important thing out of this whole episode that I want you to get is eye contact with a smile. 
genuine smile and smile with your eyes. Use those eyebrows. Let people know you are sincerely happy to see them. And the rest of it, you can practice if you're going to be in any public area or arena where you're speaking. Practice. It takes time. But now I hope you leave this episode and you start paying attention to body language. Go to a restaurant. It is the best people studying, people watching you'll ever do. And you will see some of the things we talked about here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope you get to practice some of these things and I hope it helped. I'm so glad you spent this time with me. Thank you for being here. The best compliment you could ever give any podcaster, including me, is a review. If you could go on Apple podcasts and leave me a review or just hit the stars to let me know that you're enjoying it. That would be so helpful and so appreciated. If you're not subscribed, hit subscribe so that you get notified for the next new episode. And my friend, until next time, have a fierce, fit, feminine, and fabulous day.